1: Welcome back for a new episode of Collider Ladies Night. I like, I should just get to it. Everyone out there knows how obsessed I am with Cobra Kai. I got the wrong shirt on though. Peyton List is here. She plays Tori. She's in Cobra Kai. My my Cobra Kai sweatshirt was too hot. So I put on the Eagle Fang t-shirt.
0: Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) I love that you have something Eagle Fang though. People really moved on that merch. I feel like Eagle Fang came out on the show and then all of a sudden there was merch right behind it.
1: That merch store opened up. Fast and yes, I jumped right on it. <laughs> I'm I'm pissed it wasn't me
0: who uh, released it.
1: <laughs> I feel like I need to buy something Miyagi Do now because I mean this isn't a spoiler for the new season, but season four has confirmed that Daniel Larusso's beer of choice is a Blue Moon, and that's my beer of choice. So now now I feel like I have some sort of allegiance to all three factions. That
0: the beer, the beer attached to the show and the characters kills me. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think they sent the guys, like the the big three. I think they sent them some beers this last season.
1: Oh, I would believe that. As they yeah. should, as they should. Course <laughs> Banquet got like a major push from the show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So first order of business here is to play some dicey questions, but the Dice Tower didn't make the trip from LA, so you are going to be picking your own numbers. I have eight questions listed here, so you pick three numbers, one through eight, and then whatever questions you land on, that is where we start at least. Okay. All right, so what is your first number? I'm gonna go with six.
0: That's my lucky number.
1: All righty, I like six a lot. Six is rap gifts. What is the most memorable rap gift you've ever received?
0: That is a great question. We have received some memorable rap gifts, especially on Cobra Kai. People go so hard on the rap gifts and each of the cast members does something individual and different. And um, this year, uh, Ralph gave us, a cup that was identical to the one he had received on the first Karate Kid, um, and it yeah it was it was basically a replica, and he um, he hand delivered it to my trailer, and I think he did that for everyone. He's just the most thoughtful guy. He um, I feel like he hand delivers everything and like makes sure that he has his touch on everything, and he he thinks about each little gift and each little piece of memorabilia he's going to give. Like he's so atta- his heart is really in the show.
1: That makes me so happy to hear. And I would totally believe that of him. All right. Your next number. What's your second pick? Go three. Three is my lucky number. Smart choice. My lucky number than yours. This is a little bit of a bold question. What is something you did for a role that now makes you say, I'm glad I did that then, but never again?
0: God, where do I even start? (laughs) There's so much. There's so much. Um... But I have to name one specific thing. I mean, you can name more than one if you want. God, I my mind specifically is just going to an item that I own in my basement, <laughs> which is um this cat litter box. And uh, back on Jesse, when I was working with Disney, they had my face on the side of a kitty litter box, and like my mouth would open, and that would pour the cat litter out. And there's just been really random like merchandise made on the show or random things I've had to wear. Or do or yeah, I don't know. There's been there's been a lot of moments. That's not that's definitely not the worst.
1: Where can I find that cat litter box? I got a cat walking around back oh, here. yeah. I feel like that would make it so much more exciting for me to change his litter. I should just
0: send it to you. I really don't know why it's in my basement. <laughs>
1: that's really funny though. All right, you have one more pick on this list. What is your final number? I'll go with eight. Eight is game show. If you oh. could be on the game show of your choice, what show would you pick and could you actually win it? Does family feud count? Yeah, it counts. I think I'll go on family feud
0: because my family gets so competitive.
1: I've thought about that with my family, but like I don't think I'd be able to play nice. I think they would suck at the game and then I would get annoyed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I could see that too. It just like the real relationships and dynamics would definitely come through for better and for worse.
1: All right, let's get into the meat of it now. I always like starting at the very, very beginning. So what is the the movie, the performance, the personal experience, whatever it may be that first made you say, I have to be an actor?
0: Um You know, I always loved Reese Witherspoon growing up. I think her performance in Election, I absolutely love that movie. I, I just love how I, I just love how everyone is just kind of the villain in their own way.
1: It's such a good pick. So Actually going back because you started out when you were super super young so when you were first starting was it was it a thing that you remember being naturally drawn to or was it kind of one of those situations where your parents were just like yeah like here's a, an after school activity go try acting
0: <laughs> yeah it was, it was kind of my parents saying oh here's an after school activity why don't you try this out and I I was just telling my best friend um, in first grade I have an audition for the school play and I have been preparing my song for days beforehand. Um, it was the song, New York, New York. <laughs> and, um, when I finally got up to audition, I just froze and I decided to go last. I just kind of waited. And then by the time they got to me, they said, Oh, Hey, Kate, we actually don't have time for anyone to sing any, um, original songs. You can sing twinkle, twinkle or ABCs. And I just, saying Twinkle Twinkle under my breath and just like was so terrified and just completely bombed it. And I thought, how from there, did I think that I could become an actor and do this? Like, I don't understand how that was one of my first experiences. Um, so yeah, I didn't really know it was for me at first. It took a little bit of time.
1: You remember the moment when you figured out that it was really for you? And I guess maybe maybe because you have to get older to remember these things. But when you figured out that that was the right career path for you, that you really had to commit to it. I
0: had a whole change of heart as I got older, because I remember um, my mom asked me, she goes, you know, we, I just thought you could save money for college and, you know, try this out as a hobby. You, do you want to, do you want to do this? What do you, what do you want to do? I think I was, yeah. And and I said, no, I I want, I want to do this. I want to, I wanna try it out and I, and I wanna I w- I go in and I wanna take this seriously. At about eight years old, uh, I told my mom that. And I so I went in for a TV show and I remember a dad of a little girl came up to me and he was like, you just probably wanna leave because uh, my daughter already has the part. <laughs> and I remember in that, that was one of the moments I looked at him and I was like, your daughter does not have the part. I actually have the part. <laughs> in my head. I did not say that to him, but I remember going in and it was in front of, um, God, what was it? it was for Kashmir mafia, which is the same creator as sex in the city. And so I went in and I just, at that point I was like, screw it. If this girl has the job, what do I have to lose? And I went in and I just like really like fought for it. And then they said, that was amazing. You're basically, you're our girl. And I left and I got the show that day um, it was with Lucy Lou, Francis O'Connor. I played Francis O'Connor's daughter, and then that was the moment I was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna act. I like this, and I like fighting for things, and I like proving myself." And so that was kind of the moment. My mom was like, I, "My mom didn't have anything to do with it. She said she sat in the waiting room and she kind of overheard the dad, and her jaw dropped. She was like, my poor kid. Like this is it. She's she's completely done. That's it. Um, yeah.' So that was kind of the moment." <laughs>
1: I'm so glad it ended up that way. I cannot believe another parent said that to you and I know. That's parents parents
0: were brutal. Parents were so brutal.
1: So it sounds to me like your family was very supportive. So with that in mind, when you're first starting out, you know, like nerves could be sky high, you're feeling out what you want to do with your career and figuring out what your craft is and your main goals are. Is there any example of a family member kind of stepping in and giving you the nudge you need or pointing you in the right direction?
0: Yeah. I think my family always kind of saw that I, that I could do it and that i I had potential. So you know, there was definitely times where I was, I can't do it. I, I can't, I want to, but I just can't. And I still have those moments all the time. I'm like, I don't know. This is, this is a lot. There's a lot that goes on besides just, you know, being there on uh, in the soundstage and doing the scene and then leaving. And I think my family has really encouraged me to, to keep doing it. But I think a lot of what they've had to keep me going is not even as much with the acting part. It's, it's the, the, yeah, the things that come outside of
1: it makes sense do you have an example of something that goes on you know beyond the acting on set that everybody out there is going to see on screen in the end product that you know makes a makes a big Mm. impression on you in that sense
0: i i think it's just having to be vulnerable and be stupid and, and be okay with just laughing at myself and not taking things serious you know just like being able to take jokes and my family has a really great sense of humor and so uh yeah, I think just like finding the, the sense of humor in it in it all.
1: Very much hear you on that. Yeah. I like I keep thinking when I was super young, I can barely remember things that happened. So I'll make this a big broad question. But of your very first sets, is there any particular memory that's really stuck with you that you find yourself referring back to even today? Mm-hmm.
0: That's a good question. You know what I really remember is just actors that were um kinda hard on me or really professional or just i'm, I'm trying to think I, you know what's funny um something that's that sticks with me that's just more recent is um thomas uh who plays silver coming on to cobra kai this he just he brought a whole new work ethic and a whole new energy to the set at least you know for me and in, in my scenes i just felt like he uh he's definitely very prepared and and very on it and super talented. And I feel like working with him has just made me want to work harder. I think just really it's less of what actors have said, even though like there's been a lot of female actresses who have really inspired me on set, just watching and, you know, seeing how, uh, you know, strong, just watching strong women, but I think just watching people in general has been a greater lesson than anything anyone has said. Like the way everyone carries themselves day in and day out is more inspiring to me and like says more than when like, than something verbal, like some, just watching them physically and
1: like how they behave. Oh, absolutely. I would believe that. And I feel like more people should be aware of those good influences in that sense. So, I don't know if this is true for everybody, but I've heard it in the past. So I'm curious if this was uh, your experience. Again, acting at such a young age, and I imagine you're treated differently when you are a child actor versus when you are a young adult and you know maybe playing a bigger role in the creative process. So of all the shows and films you worked on, is there any particular one that kind of marked that switch for you where you noticed that you were being treated differently because of your age? I, I
0: guess Cobra Kai because... I, and I've gone through my sort of college years working on Cobra Kai. And I mean, my mom started, when I started on Cobra Kai, my mom came with me to set. And then as of fourth season, that was the first season my mom had no longer come with me because we're so tight. And I've always just really leaned on her. And um, so, yeah, I think I just noticed a shift just not having, you know, your parent around or not having someone around and just having to carry yourself on your own has been a real shift for me. Um, I don't have someone to help communicate for me or, you know, kind of, I, I notice that I, I kind of like to talk through her sometimes, even though I am the age that I am. <laughs> I love talking to my mom and I love hanging out with my mom. She's just like, she's so awesome. She gives me the best advice. She's a tough woman. She's so like, she, I feel like she's always been the tough one. And then I've kind of been the one to go, okay, what she really means is, um, here, mom, we're going to put this in, you know, in, in, a nice way. And, um, yeah. So I feel like we are, you know, we balance each other out well, but that's definitely been a shift.
1: I love that so much. It's kind
0: of, oh, yeah. Like, I feel like such a nerd. My brothers are like, dude, you're so lame.
1: (laughs) I mean, you're talking to someone who has a family where, you know, the four of us are like attached at the hip all the time. Like we go everywhere together. We do everything together. And we probably call each other like, honestly, like five plus times a day. (laughs) (laughs) Yep.
0: I can relate to that. Every little time I have a problem.
1: Yeah. The, the, the problems is when Papa Nems get the, get the uh, phone calls. If I want to have like a, a meaningful chat, then I call my mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's sounds so mean.
0: No, it's true. If my mom sees my name pop up on my dad's phone. She's like, oh God, does she have a flat tire? Is she stranded in the middle of the desert? What's happening?
1: <laughs> I think our parents have a very similar thought process yeah, yeah. Uh, to loop in maybe a couple other titles here. So Jesse, your first major role on a long running show. Is there anything about that experience that you find coming in handy while you're working on Cobra Kai? And I guess we could loop bunked into that too. Is there anything about working on two long running shows that you found helpful on this one?
0: A hundred percent. I think working on a multicam sitcom for I guess it was eight years of my life. Um, I think I just learned so much about camera and delivery and timing and how to work with people of all ages and backgrounds. And um, yeah, I just feel like I learned how to communicate on a set at a young age. And I kind of thrived on it and, and and loved being there. So it stuck with me, yeah.
1: I haven't asked this question in a while and I used to love it. Is there, is there anything about the, the show or filmmaking process that you were afraid to ask? Like a seemingly silly question that you didn't have the nerve to ask someone, but you kind of wish you did. That's a good question. Um,
0: I think there were so many things. There were so many things I was afraid to ask because I never wanted to look like I didn't know what was going on. Um, I don't. I feel like there, I feel like I should have asked so much. Um, I think I should have asked women how they went about you know, just hearing comments about just hearing comments in general, or you know how they found their voice on set. I think I would like to ask every female actress like, how did you kind of navigate and find find your
1: voice on on set? What a Beautiful question that I'm going to put in my back pocket and probably ask some Ladies Night guests now. So, so with that in mind, what, what is, what is your answer? Have you had an experience where you kind of tapped into that voice and, and you want to hold on to that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I, I'm not, I can't think of a specific moment, but I just, yeah, I just feel like I kind of found, and I'm still in the process of kind of finding my like creative collaboration on set. And yeah, it's sort of an ongoing thing, I would say.
1: I I think it's meant to be that way. I feel like if it wasn't an ongoing thing, it would mean you stopped growing and no one wants to stop growing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get into Cobra Kai full force now and go back to the very beginning of it. Can you kind of walk us through your audition process? And, you know, maybe one thing I was wondering is how clear of a picture did you have during that early audition phase of who Tori really was and has any of that stayed true to the character that we see on the show now? Oh, that's a great question. Um
0: the audition process was really fast. I got the audition the night before and it was only I, I remember I had my friends movie premiere that night and so I glanced at them and thought, okay, you know, I'm really not right for this Tory character. So I'm just I'm gonna go to the premiere and kind of, you know, try to get these in my brain as best as I can and try to prepare this person as best as I can. Um, And yeah, I went into the audition and uh, they stopped me after and were just so complimentary. And I was pretty shocked um, because I did not, I just, I kind of just went for it. I just thought, all right, I'm just gonna commit to this, see what I can do. I'm just gonna like I try and play this person as as, as what I think and yeah my, my, my audition scene was a, a scene with Miguel that made it into the show which is just us in the park sort of on our unofficial date and um, I just remember trying to be as like, convincing as possible and persuade this guy into believing me and um, I feel like I just believed the words myself I feel like Tori really believes everything she says and um yeah so I don't know (laughs) terrible answer but yeah
1: no no You have a good sense of why you got the role and how you got it what was it like when you found out you got it what kind of expectations did you have because you know obviously the show was very popular when it first started and that that viewership grew and grew but you know jumping over to Netflix it turned into this like colossal thing that amassed an incredible fan base. But back in the YouTube days, I feel like not enough people knew how special it was. So did you have a sense of what you were walking into at that point? I, I didn't have a
0: sense. It's funny. Cause I worked with uh, Jacob before. So, and, and, you know, I, I messaged him when I had I auditioned for the show, but I, I hadn't even watched it yet. And he gives me shit for it all the time that I hadn't watched it at that point. But, um, I when I when I found out I got the show I was watching the I started watching it immediately and I got I personally got so hooked and started binging it and I was not able to stop and so I felt felt like I had an unbiased view of the show because I wasn't a part of it yet I didn't have any reason to really you know, I, I I just knew I was joining the cast for this new show and I just needed to study the character. I didn't realize I was going to be so obsessed with it. And I was so excited to meet everyone after that. I mean, I'd watched the Karate Kid growing up, so I was already excited to meet Ralph and Billy, but I didn't realize, um, what, what a show I was stepping into, but then I never in my wildest dreams thought it was going to become number one on Netflix or, you know, people are wearing the merch randomly. You know, I was, Like when I'm traveling, I see people wearing the shirts or whatever. And it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's so much, it's had so much history, like before, since before I've been on this earth and, um, it's because of those guys, but I'm just, I'm happy to be a part of it.
1: It's a very, very special show you guys make. I always think about the fact that, you know, I can enjoy the show. My little cousins can enjoy the show but also my parents can enjoy it. And I feel like the ability to create a multi-generational thing that families can share like that, it's very unusual to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. And I'm, I'm so grateful that that show is that for people. That's just so cool.
1: I'm curious, is there any difference between working on Cobra Kai and filming it when it is a Netflix show versus a YouTube show? Is anything about the product- production process changed?
0: Absolutely not. <laughs> it is exactly the same. You wouldn't know, really. I think um, our trailers got like a little virtual fireplace in it. So <laughs> I don't know. I really didn't think there was much of a difference at all. I mean, we really try to keep like the same people. I've never met. I mean, I guess I have seen creators before who are very loyal, but these people on set are so loyal. They've stayed exactly the same. I was... I was even nervous myself for returning to season four um, just to see if anyone had changed since the shift. And I was like, everybody has stayed exactly the same. Like, I mean, I think that's the great thing about our set and our crew and everyone is everybody's best friends, like everyone hangs out outside of set and we all really love each other and get along. And it's, I feel like, I mean, Ralph and Billy and, and everyone set the tone from season one of just, they're just the coolest chillest guys Like you would never know that you know they have been in this franchise since the 80s i don't know
1: <laughs> i would totally believe it about everyone i mean I mean I don't want to speak for you but it like it feels like it's one of those things where it comes from the top between Ralph and Billy and their attitudes and John Josh and Hayden their dedication it's just like I feel it oozing off the screen while I watch the show and I imagine it creates a great atmosphere while you're working on it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, it it does. Like I I John, yeah, John Josh and Hayden are are great at that too. All
1: right. Let's talk a little bit about Tory's situation. So She's pretty intense in seasons two and three. Were there ever any scenes that I guess required some workshopping in order to determine how far to push it with with that kind of mean quality and how much she pushes back against Sam? Or, you know, was it was it kind of on the page?
0: I feel like they John, Josh, and he didn't do a good job of putting it on the page. But I I also think that I uh, in the season three finale. When Tori comes into the LaRusso house, I didn't think it was going to be the level of, you know, that I didn't think it was going to be the level that it was. And I remember on the day just going more, 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 you know, yeah, really really try to scare her, which I feel like it was a, you know, more of a note that I got in the the third season, which I didn't really prepare as much for. I didn't, I expected Tori to redeem herself a little bit more after season two. And then the writers kind of surprise me within season three, and so I think I sometimes try to play against whatever is written. You know, I, I try to do something a, a little different. But um, yeah, I mean, in, in season two, you just when you're responding to someone or you're there in the moment, it, it always shifts too. Like you prepare something, and then you're there with another actor, and it can completely shift.
1: Just for fun, is there any is there any particular scene? In any of the seasons where you were filming it and then all of a sudden you know something happens you had a shift on set and just you know explore a different creative path that you didn't expect
0: i think a lot of the time playing off mary's reactions um and playing off of her facial expressions or you know whatever is her energy is in the scene will, will shift it for me and yeah, especially in uh, in season four, I think in the in the finale, it's 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 funny because Mary and I are friends, and you know, especially filming this last season, we have been hanging out, and it it it, like, it was almost like not hanging out as much and not being friends. You know, it, it made it, it. There's like this silence that kind of helps you like, hate the person because I don't know. It's 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 a funny shift. <laughs>
1: You two are on fire this season. Oh. Your back and forths are just like spot on.
0: Oh, we have so much fun with those. So much fun.
1: I could tell while watching it. Before we get into season four specifics, one question just for fun. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but what do you think would have happened if Tori wanted to learn karate and she walked into Miyagi-Do first? Would it have been a situation where she would have said, you know, this training is boring and ridiculous and I'm out? Or is there any chance she could have stuck to it and maybe become a different kind of all-star over there?
0: I think she would have peaced out.
1: (laughs) I think she would have peaced out i think you're probably right about that
0: yeah i I, yeah i think she would have seen them trying to catch fish in the pond or something and been like i don't know what the hell this is i'm out
1: all right let's get into some season four spoilers now i will put the the one and only warning up you could talk about everything that happens in the season freely from this point on everyone's been warned go binge the show if you haven't yet All right, so the Tori and Amanda storyline is hands down my favorite storyline of the season. Really? I really mean it. I was very, going into the the season and knowing Tori had to grow as a character, I didn't think that Amanda would be the catalyst for that. It's like, if you had asked me at the end of season three, like, who's going to change Tori? Who's going to put her (laughs) on the right path? I think Amanda LaRusso probably would have been one of the last people I would have picked. A hundred percent. Very smart move, though. I completely agree. Courtney is incredible. She seems like a lot of fun. What is something about her that really struck you as a scene partner? Something she does that maybe brought out more in your own performance than you even knew you were capable of?
0: I think Courtney has a great sense of humor. And I, I mean, obviously she brings that into Amanda and I mean, in real life too. But I think her energy and her um, realness too. I think Tori keeps it real a lot of the time and keeps it pretty honest, but I think Amanda does too. And um, Amanda has a little bit more of that than I think um, just from her past than, than Tori realized. And um, yeah, I, don't, I, think, I think Courtney just brings like a great, uh, yeah, a great energy to, to the scenes and to the characters. And she just, she always makes me laugh in between scenes. She's just a badass. She's a really cool woman.
1: What do you think it is about Amanda that made her the right one? to give Tori this nudge forward. And I guess, do you think any other character really could have done it on the show or did it come down to Amanda and there wasn't really another option?
0: That's a good question. I think Amanda is one of the few characters who can keep her cool physically. I mean, besides the slap, I guess, to crease, But um, yeah, I, I think she can, And and also I did break into her home <laughs> and try to attack her daughter. And I think there's something that comes out of a mama bear in protection mode. And it really is amazing that she could sort of, you know, show mercy to Tori and um, give her another chance and just see this sort of like broken person and this wounded girl and um, sort of just, yeah, I I think it was pretty amazing. She could be the bigger person. So yeah, I, I think that's one of the few people, I mean, Tori messed with her so much and she still showed grace. And I think that, was a pretty cool thing.
1: It's pretty pretty beautiful storyline there. Very specific question about that element of the show in episode two, the restaurant argument was all of that scripted?
0: <laughs> yeah, that was. I think there, the, the, the last line was uh, was thrown in. Um, I, I it was scripted, but then there was a couple lines that were just thrown in like, just try this one out. just try this one out, which some which will happen sometimes uh yeah but the right I think the writers really did script that
1: yeah the the restaurant rating line was just like so perfect and I feel like like in the real world someone would probably throw that out there before storming out I was very amused by that
0: (laughs) that was actually the first scene that I filmed of season four and it's like all right we're really getting back into this
1: this is a fiery place to start I like it yeah always how about The fights this time around. What was, what would you say was the most challenging fight scene to film of season four? And how did that compare to whatever you thought was the most challenging in previous seasons?
0: No doubt in my mind, the All-Valley tournament, the, you know, episode 10, the finale, that was one of the hardest things I've ever done. I laughed, I cried. I was just trying to just running it over and over and over and uh, our stunt coordinators and stunt doubles were just drilling it with us. And yeah, they're, they're amazing. I'll give it to them, but we were just on so little sleep and it was just everybody was in every single shot. So everyone was just always there. And that and that's in that all Valley tournament. And um, yeah, that was, that was definitely the hardest fight. And I looked back at other seasons and thought that was a, that
1: was a cakewalk compared to, to this. I would believe it. The The skills on display there are something else. Br- bringing up being in background in all of those shots, I, I guess is, I don't know what to ask about that, but it like, is that difficult? Do you ever kind of like turn off when the action is so far away in another corner?
0: I mean, yeah, I think you notice a lot of the boys like trying to mess with each other or, you know, uh, everyone's trying to get someone to break or, you know, people are just, you know, yeah, it, it does become, uh, you know, you don't want to turn go on autopilot because the stakes are so high, but you are there for two weeks just reacting to a lot of things, which I'm, I always watch huge military movies and I watch all the background, the hundreds and hundreds of background. I just think, okay, you know what, there's probably nothing compared to
1: compared to that, but. I mean, I might have to go back and rewatch the tournament stuff now and just scan that yeah. out and yeah. see what I find. Uh, how about Tori's family stuff now so we got to see a little of her life at home in season three and now also met her aunt in season four but just for your own head do you have to develop any additional backstory details to continue to kind of justify her headspace and the sh- the uh, choices that she makes
0: yeah yeah I do I mean I I guess I have to think about my relationship with my little brother and in the scene with my aunt uh this season I feel like I had to build a couple memories just for me, so this doesn't feel like some, you know, just a name. Um, but it's also difficult because the writers always surprise me so much on the show. So just like, okay, this is you know, a work in progress. Who knows? Could change up at any time.
1: <laughs> have you thought much about her father?
0: No, not much, not much, because I have, I have no clue. I have no clue what that what that is.
1: I I love looking at what the big theories are out there, and I feel like a fan favorite is predicting that Tori's father is is a character we know that is affiliated with the Karate Kid movies.
0: I know I've I've seen those too, and it's just I I don't even know what to believe anymore because everyone keeps messing with me even on set about it. <laughs>
1: Wait, what is an example now of someone messing with you on set? Who did they throw out there as an option?
0: Oh my gosh. I'm like, am I allowed to see this? this? Um, just people, people come up to me, right? different people, different guys on set will come up to me and say that they're my father. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're like, like, they're like uh, yeah. And so I just, I'm like, I don't even know what, if anything's tr- I don't know what's true anymore.
1: <laughs> fair, it's fair enough, fair enough uh let's move over to tori's relationship status right now because what i'm surprised because usually i i you know gravitate away from love triangles because i feel like you know they're, they're overdone and usually they don't emotionally move me as much as maybe they should but the relationship between tori miguel and robbie has been really interesting to track and very powerful and really they they both feel kind of right to me. So hmm. where where are you at, at this point? Do you think that, you know, she's meant to be with one or the other, or she is, you know, she has more to gain in terms of growing as a person from one or the other. I'm curious to know who who you think uh, Tori's supposed to be with. But um, I,
0: I think Robbie is a good fit for Tori. I feel like they can, I feel like sh- they see each other um, more so than, I think Tori was really in love with Miguel, but the feeling was not as reciprocated or as mutual. I feel like he was always kind of thinking about Sam um, when he was with Tori. So I would probably advise her to just let that one go. Um, Even though I think Miguel is just like the best character on the show. He's just so lovable. Um, But yeah, I think Robbie and Tori are really, really cute together. And even when I read their scenes together, I just think, I really like these two. I mean, maybe not as much in the beginning when they were uh, first talking, but where they've kind of come to, I, I really think they're cute.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty much the direction I'm going in. I feel like Miguel needs to, to find himself in his situation a little more before maybe he should be in a relationship with anyone.
0: <laughs> you know what, true, with anyone,
1: honestly. Like Robbie and Tori can grow together. I feel like they can help each other do that. Yeah. I think he pushes her in a way that a lot of people don't push Tori. Oh yes. You see that. You definitely start to see that this season. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: How about working on Tori's reaction immediately after she is declared the winner at the All Valley, did you ever play around with the idea of maybe giving her, like, even the briefest moment of, of excitement? Like, I like I just won. Or did you always know that that moment had to be her immediately going over to Sam and asking if she was okay?
0: I, I definitely juggled that option in my mind of, of how to react, because I just did not think, personally, that Tori would go up and ask if, Sam was okay. That was just really um, out of pocket to me, but I really liked it. I, you know, it, it it wasn't intentional, and I also knew that I wouldn't be asking it. Really, like, are you? Uh, you know, I knew I wouldn't be concerned about her. I was more just, I I, I just wanted her to know it wasn't intentional and you know, I don't want, I didn't really want to hurt you. I, you know, maybe we're not friends, but I didn't want to hurt you. And that did make sense to me just to clear that up before accepting whatever was happening. And like, it's a very surreal moment for Tori and like what she's worked up to for so long and what she's wanted. So yeah, it was a weird, it was a weird moment.
1: You sell it very well. And I feel like it's, it's, the choice to do a bold move like that, but then also seeing Sam's response, uh, Mary's performance in terms of just like the shock on her face when you go over to her, it, it makes that moment far more memorable and complex than I think it would have been mm. the other way around. Mm. Yeah. yeah. All right, we end Ladies' Night with another game. Before I even start this game, I'm gonna ask you if you've done this before, cause I don't wanna repeat something. Have you ever sorted people into dojos? like the cast of Cobra Kai, the real people? In my head. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're going to play this. It's We're going to do a, a Cobra Kai version of our, I guess it's like kind of like superlatives, but we are going to sort the ensemble of Cobra Kai into the three dojos. So I'll give you a name and you tell me what dojo they belong to and why. Okay, this is great. Let's start with Mary.
0: Mary, I would definitely put Mary and Miyagi-Do 100%. In real life, she... She she loves Miyagi-Do and she loves the traditional moves that come along with the dojo, yeah.
1: Okay, i believe that one. How about Tanner? <laughs> That's
0: a hard one. Oh, I'm thinking Eagle Fang. I think I'd put him in Eagle Fang. I'm just picturing him in his night shoot coat when we do night shoots and it's cold and he wears this big long fur coat in these dramatic boots, and I just picture him an Eagle Fang.
1: <laughs> All right, that's fair enough. I, I'll, I'll get okay, behind I don't that. know if
0: those dots are connecting for you, but they're connecting for me.
1: I feel like when I think about Eagle Fang, it's like more extreme or or bold, like big personalities. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that getup will make me think that he fits there. Exactly. It works. <laughs> All right, let's do Sholo. Ooh, I think Sholo would be Cobra Kai. Mm. Yeah, I do. I,
0: I think he would get caught up in it. I think he wouldn't necessarily want, just like a lot of the kids, you know, Robbie and Tori and everyone else. I think he is strong, but I think he would, I, yeah, I think he's just a, a strong person. So maybe he'd get caught up in the Cobra Kai dojo.
1: I feel like I feel like a big asshole making you play this game because everything you explain, I'm like I'm a little of that. I'm a little of that. I'm a little of that. I could never sort myself.
0: I know, I know. And uh, Sholo is probably gonna, uh, yeah, he's he's probably well, he you know he might not see this, but if he does, he might be pissed off.
1: <laughs> How about Jacob? Jacob, I'll put in Cobra Kai for sure. I could see that. I feel I feel like he's just like so incredible. Like his like his karate skill set, what I see on screen, kind of necessitates him being called a Cobra Kai at this point.
0: Yeah, he's he's real he's just so good at it. And he's a hard worker and I feel like he would want everyone to like meet him at his level.
1: <laughs> I like that. How about Gianni?
0: I would put Gianni in Eagle Fang. Eagle Fang for sure. I feel like he has too big of a sense of humor to be in Cobra Kai, but then also too big of a sense of humor to be in Miyagi-Do. If that makes sense.
1: Oh, it does. I like <laughs> that. How about... Let's get Joe in there.
0: Oh my God. Joe, Joe, hands down Cobra Kai. He would not for a second stand for any Miyagi-Do or Eagle Fang uh, things. No. He's joe is one of my favorite people because i just end up spending so much time with him in the cobra kai dojo and he's just always cracking jokes and like always he always has something to say for the day and he keeps it interesting
1: good person to have on set yeah and
0: he's always riffing like he's always just adding something that's completely not in the script that just kind of takes me throws me for a loop and he's like i'm just trying
1: to get tori to laugh because you never laugh all right now i'm going to put you on the spot after i just said what i did who, which, uh, which dojo would you join yourself?
0: I used to say Cobra Kai, but I think it might be Miyagi-Do. I think I would join Miyagi-Do because I, I love meditation and I love yoga. And, um, I think, yeah, I think I would enjoy that, that backyard setting, but yeah, it depends because when I work out, I really do get competitive and intense. So I think, uh, you know, Cobra Kai would make, I don't know. I'm kind of torn.
1: Yeah. I, I feel your pain. I'm competitive and in intense and belong in Cobra Kai, but I feel like the meditation would serve me well. So I should think about that and join Miyagi-Do. Yes. Or I could have like some sort of weird middle ground. I, I don't know. It's yeah. An eagle fang. Yeah. Maybe we should just be
0: an Eagle Fang it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I feel like maybe that's the path I'll go down. How about this? So of everyone you just named, you all meet at the all Valley and everyone, everyone fights who wins.
0: Gosh. Oh, uh, I think Thomas. Are we counting just the kids? Oh, no, you could throw Thomas in there. Thomas would kick my ass and everybody's ass, but because he actually trains martial arts. I mean, all the guys do from the original, but I think Thomas is just, he's insane. Like, But out of the kids, I think Jacob. Jacob is very fast uh, and just really good at martial arts now.
1: I I very much would believe that. Uh, he's incredible. You're all incredible. I just, like, I feel like a broken record at this point, but I love your show so much. It brings such joy into my life. It's something I can share with my friends and my family, and I love the fandom and engaging with everyone. You guys really built one heck of a community, so thank you to you and the entire team behind the show. Oh, well, thank
0: you, and thanks for the questions. They were so detailed and fun, and-
1: I'm glad you yeah.
0: enjoyed Yeah. Big,
1: big congratulations on Cobra Kai season four. Hopefully we'll circle back for season five soon. Yes. I'm
0: waiting. I'm impatient. I'm I know. Impatient. I def- I'm, impatient. Def- I'm the most impatient, impatient too. I really am.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen. Premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more—and it's all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/trip for free shipping and three hundred sixty-five day returns.
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well.